Countdown to kickoff continues. The San Francisco 49ers and the Jacksonville Jaguars coming up. The NFL on Fox in town with analyst Daryl Johnston, the Moose. It's great to talk with you. And, hey, the Jaguars are in the mix. <laughs> we haven't been able to say that over the last 10, 15 years. No, no, kind of riding that wave from the way they finished the end of last season. Uh, but what's been impressive to me is, you know, the five-game road trip where they had five weeks consecutively in five different stadiums. And that's something that as a staff and Doug Peterson is the head coach, you're going to see that coming and you try to prepare your players for that. You're going to have some adversity at the beginning of the season. We've got a tough stretch after that, just based on competition. So the most important thing is, is, is finding a way to win those games during that tough stretch of being on the road. And, and they did a great job. Um, and this is a team, you know, they got off to a slow start last year, finished strong. They've started strong this year. They're finding ways to win. They know they're not playing their best football right now. So uh, I, I think the six and two start is very, very impressive for Jacksonville. Uh, Daryl, you were on the, uh, you know, you were drafted by the Cowboys in 1989. It was Jimmy Johnson's first year, a one win season. But then just a few years later, you guys won the Super Bowl and, and beat the Bills in uh, in the 1992 season. At what point, I'm not comparing the Jaguars now to the early 90s Cowboys yet. However, at what point did you guys realize that you had a shot, that maybe you had turned the corner as an organization and taken the step to being great year after year? I think one of the big things for me was, um, you know, playing at Syracuse University, uh, you know, at it, it, it a, a, a very competitive collegiate level of football um, and seeing the talent that was around me there, seeing the guys that had gone on and had an NFL opportunity, but then seeing guys like Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, Charles Haley, Emmett Smith, Darren Woodson. I mean, it was just a, it was a different type of athlete. And so number one, you started to recognize the talent that Jimmy Johnson was assembling on that roster. Now for the first, the first couple of seasons, there was different reasons. Year one, you're in a total rebuild and it takes a long time. It takes a lot longer than I think fans and, and, and people interested in that team want to be patient with of learning how to win as a group together. So I was very impressed in how quickly Jacksonville was able to do that last year in Doug Peterson's first season. Year two, we had that talent in place and we had a similar season that they did last year. We started out three and seven and finished seven and nine and just missed the playoffs. Um, but there was a lot of positive things coming from what we accomplished down the stretch. Uh, the biggest thing for us was the addition of Norv Turner. Um that spring when North Turner came in and started to install his offense and you looked at what we were watching on film from his time with the Rams and you saw what Troy brought to the quarterback position, what Michael brought to the wide receiver position, what Emmett brought to the running back position. We just picked up Jay Novacek, what Jay Novacek brought to the tight end position in Norv's offense, what they asked of the fullback to do for me in that offense. All of these were very different than our previous offense and they fit our skill sets very, very well. So I think as we went through that, that off season in the spring of 91, getting ready for the 91 season, the expectations started to rise that not only do we have the talent, but now we have a system that really fits us well. I think defensively, we were, we were already down the road. You know, Dave Wanstad had been there from day one, and those guys were really coming together. Uh, and, and I think a lot of people would never get this one right, but, you know, our first Super Bowl – one of the two sides of the football was number one in the NFL, and one of them was number six in the NFL. 
And everybody always says, well, it's got to be the offense. It's number one with Troy and Michael and Emmett. It was actually our defense. Our offense was actually number six that year. We had the number one rated defense in the NFL our first Super Bowl season. So it's kind of that journey. And, you know, Jacksonville is is on pace. You know, they're, they're training in the right direction for everybody to be excited. I'm not going to say they're going to win a Super Bowl in two years. But, boy, I tell you, it's there's a lot of similarities of that that step-by-step process that we went through in Dallas. Daryl Johnston with us from NFL on Fox. And and at the head of all that is Doug Peterson, a guy who's done it before, who's who has a pelt on the wall. And to have that leadership style around a build like this, hey, that puts you a step ahead of the game. A lot of, you know, first year, first time head coaches might not be able to handle a transition like this. Absolutely. And and really who his mentor is too, right? Andy Reid. And and you hear Doug reference Andy quite a bit. Um, and and how much he meant to him during that journey uh, from from player to QC to coordinator to head coach. So um, I I think it's great to have that experience. Uh, and just talking to Trevor Lawrence yesterday and and having a sounding board with you know Doug Peterson as a head coach who understands the detail of playing the position. Um, you know, be able to work with press and 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 know you know. That, that he's come from, you know, a, a system that's had success. And you start to to piece all those things together. I, I think it's one of the things you see with with Trevor Lawrence's play this year. It's been, it's been very impressive. And I know the numbers aren't there that the fans in Jacksonville want, uh, but there's there's a lot of reasons why. And I think the, the the biggest thing that that the fan base has to take away is I'm a big believer in games are won and lost down inside uh, between the offensive and defensive line. And, and to start off the season with some of the challenges that they had in that offensive line group, and be six and two at eight at week eight. Uh, you know that's impressive, and and that's that's your defense picking you up when you're down a little bit. And and the way they are have been so good with the takeaways, and and the offense being opportunistic. Sometimes you know making some critical errors, but being very opportunistic when they can. So there's a there's so many different things that this team is starting to learn of how to play as a team early in that process that we talked about, learning how to win a, win a game together as you come together um, in the first year, second year, third year. And, and it just seems like Jacksonville is pretty far down the road in that. You like Trevor? Did you like the conversation with him? And, and you know, would you be confident with him in your huddle? Always have. Always have liked him. Um, he's kind of that old soul. Um, you know, I think there's a few comments early in his career where it seemed a little bit flippant. Um, but make no mistake about it. Winning football games is very, very important to Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you watch him on tape. Uh, he's a lot more athletic than you expect from six, six. Um, he can make every throw. Um, there's, there was a few this week watching where, you know, they, they play that coverage and you're trying to high low somebody. So you got the guy in the flat in the corner, squeezing the flat, and then he starts to draw back and he sees that and he gets that ball up and over that corner. That's dropping back in front of the safety. Uh, you know, there's a handful of throws over the games that I watched that, that I went back and watched again. And, you know, is that too risky? Is that, uh, somebody he didn't see. And every time I would go back and watch it, there's just confidence there that I can make that throw. Uh, so that that's a huge thing. And, and I think he's also patient. He doesn't try to force it. You know, there's been so much emphasis put on the explosive play in today's NFL, uh, but it, it's only there when you have an opportunity to take it. And, and I see so many quarterbacks, especially the younger quarterbacks, you know, going deep downfield, it's into double coverage, it's into triple coverage. Um, and hey, I trust my guy. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, that's that's fantastic. But let's trust him in the one on one situation, not not the two and three on one situation. A lot to ask. Uh, Daryl Johnston uh, with us from the NFL on Fox, former Cowboys fullback, of course. 
All right, the San Francisco 49ers, they dropped three in a row. They're a little healthier, though, than they were. The offensive line still has some some question marks going into this game, but it's a physical brand of football. They can run it with McCaffrey. Uh, he's leading the league, obviously, in rushing so far. What is it about McCaffrey's style that you like as a running back? Well, I think he's, you know, I think ETN is similar to to what Christian McCaffrey does. And, and the more he works at being able to be displaced outside of the formation, um, and, and work on running his routes. You know, I think you see the value that Christian McCaffrey brings to San Francisco. Every defensive coordinator we talked to, uh, we talked to Coach Caldwell yesterday, and he talked about it. You know, the system is the system, and and where San Francisco really stresses you is the talent that they put in those positions. Um, and what you've seen over the last three weeks is when you've got a Christian McCaffrey who's not 100%, you don't have Debo Samuel in the lineup, you don't have Trent Williams in the lineup. Um, you know, those are some big losses. San Francisco is going to do what they do, but when they don't have the people that play at that high level, it's going to draw. And, you know, has some of that burden been placed on Brock Purdy? Um, I don't know. I, I'm not like everybody else across the country. If you go back and watch these games, does he make a couple of mistakes? Yeah. But if you go back into that five-week stretch when they were 5-0, and oh, he's still making some of those types of throws. They just didn't have the interceptions. They're dropped. Uh, there's a play by the uh, the defender on the ball, and he doesn't make that catch. Um, but in the 0-3 run, you'll also go back and you'll see Brock Purdy make some fabulous throws, um, extend plays. Uh, you know, he's still throwing back into the middle of the field, you know, moving left or moving right, which is which is dangerous. But, you know, he's making those throws. Um, and so I, I think when you look at it, it, it's it's really not the play of Brock Purdy. Maybe it was the pressure that was put on him because that supporting cast uh, had, had gotten hit with the injuries. And, and that offense as a unit was not functioning at the level they were the first five weeks. I think the responsibility lies more on the defensive side of the ball. I really feel that that's where there's something not quite right, and that offense has not been able to keep pace with a Cincinnati or a Minnesota or a Cleveland. Daryl Johnson with us. Final couple moments here with you, Moose. Um, you know, the, the matchups I'm looking forward to, Jags tackles against the edge guys for San Francisco, and obviously Chase Young making a San Francisco debut. How much of a difference do you expect him to make up front for them? And – what do you look forward to the most? Cam Robinson, Anton Harrison, strap in. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. And and they're going to have to be one-on-one at times. You you can protect your tackles in situations, but eventually, in, and at times during the course of the game, they've got to stand up and they've got to block Nick Bosa one-on-one. They've got to block Chase Young one-on-one. They've got to block Randy Gregory one-on-one. Um, these guys are fast upfield players. Um, they, they defend the run on the way to the quarterback. Um, I, I'm expecting – you know, Press Taylor and Doug Peterson to do something to take advantage of that upfield style of play. It, it's I think it's something that they're all familiar with. They had Jim Schwartz with them in Philadelphia for a while. Um, you know, you understand that defense that Jim Schwartz has brought in, and this is something that's similar to it. It's not exactly like it. You know, what, what Robert Sala built years ago, um, you know, has a little bit of that wide nine upfield penetrators. Uh, can you get off tackle? You know, it, it's kind of like what the Bears 85 defense was. Um, as everybody started to try and figure out how do we move the football against this group of guys. Uh, what you found was quick passes and weak side runs. And that's what everybody started to do. But eventually that defense adjusted to that. It said, okay, they're coming after us with quick passes and weak side runs. So you you put a little patch on that. I think the patch that people are looking at in this defense is that, that defensive end getting upfield, getting him kicked out, and then getting stuff wrapped up around inside. So can you hit some of those big off-tackle gap scheme runs? Uh, you have to have some type of run game. And I think that that has been – over the last three weeks, the area that 
I think if you talk to Steve Wilkes would say, this is where we have to get better. We have to stop. We have to start defending the run. We have to stop missing tackles uh, and allowing more rush yards after contact. That's what's really gotten us into a difficult situation because now our, our strength is, is getting after the quarterback. And if they're not in third and seven plus, you know, it's hard to defend that. So if, if we're playing against third and three to five all day long, that's not who we are. So they've got to, they've got to shore up taking away that run. So Jacksonville, uh, you know, VTN can get, you know, kind of on those edges, you know, just off tackle. And then to your point, you know, can can Anton and Cam, can they be key components of that? They would probably be blocking down and pulling, but you got to displace, right? We talk about the edges for San Francisco. They've got some good guys inside that can hold that point. So when you're doing that gap scheme and you're trying to double them, if they can hold that point and that edge gets set a little bit wider, you know, you can squeeze it a little bit. So I think that's going to be fun to just kind of look at that part of the the matchup in this game and see, you know, how how big those running lanes are inside Nick Bosa and Chase Young. All right, so I've asked Doug Peterson this. I know his answer to it, but what would a win for the Jaguars do for the perception of this organization this season? Uh, or is it just another win on the schedule and you got, you know, eight more after this? He, I can guarantee you what, what Doug, Doug Peterson said it would get us to seven and two. That's exactly not what he said. Let's not make too much about this. That's right. Um, inside, though, it's a big win. It's a big win. It's it's the San Francisco 49er franchise. It is a Super Bowl caliber roster. Um, th- there's a lot of positives. Uh, I mean, I watched this team dismantle my old team, Dallas, 42 to 10. Um, when this when this team is functioning and firing on all cylinders, I, I don't know if there's a team that can stay with them right now. Philadelphia is not the same team they were last year. Uh, Kansas City is not the same team that were last year. When, when San Francisco has been good at times this year, I don't think there's a better team in the NFL. Um, so that's a huge statement for Jacksonville. That's a ton of confidence for these guys. It validates everything that Doug Peterson has been talking about for the last two years. For us in Dallas, it was um, we lost to Washington on Monday Night Football, real close game. I think it was a 31-30 game. Uh, they were defending Super Bowl champions. Um, that kind of even in a loss that that gave us confidence. And then when we went and beat them at RFK later that year, they were 11 and 0 and we were six and five. And you can say all you want about a win is a win and don't make too much out about it. When we went into RFK and knocked off the, the you know, the defending Super Bowl champions who were 11 and 0, we had a ton of confidence and we, and we rode that wave all the way into the playoffs. Um, so this is one of those games that just all the hard work, all the effort, everything that we've been telling you during this process gets validated with a win over a team like San Francisco, especially if you play that clean game that's been elusive for them this year. If you come out and play clean against San Francisco, this is a team that's going to have a little bit of swagger going into that second half of the season. Daryl Johnston, you're the best. Appreciate the time. We'll see you at the yard. Awesome. Looking forward to a great game.